Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I met too many people in my life to be that kind of person. The accused in, stain, in the Stain Your Ground trial says shooting was not racially motivated. This is PM Orlando, where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Michael Yaffe. And I'm Larry Spillman. Our top story hope fades for finding those missing firefighters alive. 501 on News Radio 93.1. A heart wrenching but not unexpected announcement today in Jacksonville as a massive search in the Atlantic for missing firefighters Brian McClooney and Justin Walker winds down. We have simply reached a point where our computer modeling and our ability to search in a given location are no longer allowing us to uh, search with any reasonable degree or probability of success. I've made the extremely difficult decision today that we will suspend the active search uh, tonight at sundown. That's Coast Guard Captain Mark Vlaughn. McClooney and Walker left Port Canaveral in a 24-foot boat last Friday and haven't been heard from since. Orlando State Senator Linda Stewart has refiled her bill to remove the statute of limitations on reporting sexual offenses involving minors. Anybody between the ages of 15 and 18 may report sexual crimes and there's no statute of limitations will be allowed. They can report it at any time. Currently, minors aged 16 and 17 only have a three-year window to report a sexual battery. Stewart says her bill was inspired by constituent Donna Hendrick, who was abused by a teacher when she was 15 and buried her secret for more than 40 years. She says notorious repeat offender Jeffrey Epstein could have been stopped if not for the statute of limitations. A similar bill followed by Stewart last session didn't make it out of committee. And speaking of Epstein, subpoenas are being sought for prison workers in New York City where Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide in his cell. The subpoenas are needed as some of the workers on duty at the time of the Florida financier's suicide are not being cooperative. They're declining requests for interviews and are retaining attorneys. Senator Marco Rubio says there is just too much divisiveness in politics today. Republican Rubio addressed the Forum Club in West Palm Beach and used the opportunity to denounce what he considers to be partisanship that's splitting the country. Rubio said people need to stop automatically thinking the worst about their political opponents, claiming those divisions are being exploited by the Chinese and the Russians. He cited the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, saying that a thousand Russian trolls were unleashed on social media to stoke conspiracy theories ranging from Hillary Clinton masterminding the financier's death to President Trump ordering Epstein's murder. Joel Malkin, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. A single stick Delta IV rocket lifted off from the Cape for the final time this morning carrying a GPS satellite into orbit for the military. Three, two, we have ignition and liftoff of the United Launch Alliance Delta IV rocket carrying the GPS-3 Magellan mission for the United States Air Force Space and Missile Systems Center. 
United Launch Alliance is shifting to the Vulcan Centaur rocket, which is said to be more efficient, lighter, and less expensive. It could begin launching from the Space Coast as soon as 2021. An eight-year-old takes his parents' car on an 86-mile-an-hour joyride on the Autobahn. That story is at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLA News Time is 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's sad to hear that the search for those missing firefighters so far has come up empty and that they are going to suspend that search at sundown today. I know it was a tough decision by everyone involved in there. We are going to have more details on that developing story later on this half hour when we talk with Fox 35 News. The other big story we're going to start off with is the Stand Your Ground trial out of Clearwater with uh, where Marquise McLaughlin was shot and killed by a man by the name of Michael Draca in a dispute and an argument that happened in a parking lot Now, he says that the guy ran at him. In fact, after he shot an unarmed black man outside a convenience store in Florida, Draca told police that he only fired after the man shoved him to the ground and ran at him. We're going to have audio of him saying that later on. But the video seems to show otherwise. There's some developing things in this story, including the fact that the prosecution has rested today after two days of testimony. And then the defense will start again later on so we'll get to that big story as well later on in the half hour this morning we covered the fact that this march for our lives group that is headed by parkland survivors they have a new gun control plan out like i said we covered that on good morning orlando but we're going to talk with a gun expert on this later on in the show about some of the details including what it would mean if you had to get a license to buy a gun and renew that license every year I know a lot of people who support the Second Amendment, they are not going to like that part of the plan. In fact, they're probably not going to like most of this plan. So that's something we have to talk about later on in the show today. Then, of course, once again, I will end with my Beyond Reason commentary. And I have to talk about Trump's comments on Jews being disloyal. Let's just say those comments pretty much are beyond reason. We'll get to that and much more. Something that seems beyond reason is you could win a free trip to Las Vegas in the iHeartRadio Music Festival, but it's not beyond reason because it can happen. What you want to do is listen for the keyword that's coming up in a moment. Text that keyword to 200-200, and you are on your way to Vegas if you win. So that's coming up and much more. We also have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in just two minutes on the Thursday edition of PM Orlando. 512 on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here's the top story we're looking at for you. A federal judge rules in favor of an anti Trumper elector who refused to cast his ballot for Democrat Hillary Clinton. It's a ruling that may have implications in 2020. The controversy started after Hillary Clinton edged out her Democrat primary rival, Bernie Sanders, in 2016. It's usually expected that the state's electoral college members will cast their ballots based on the popular vote. 
But Democrat elector Michael Baca wanted to play the long game. He had concerns over then-candidate Donald Trump winning the GOP primary. Baca voted for Trump's Republican rival John Kasich over Clinton. He faced backlash from state officials, but the federal court ruling found Baca's actions were constitutional. Tom Graham, Fox News. And we update the top stories every 10 minutes every evening on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I was very scared. I've never been confronted like that before. Never been assaulted like that. It felt like I was tackled or someone hit me from behind. That is audio of Michael Draca. He is the person right now who is being charged with manslaughter and he's involved in this stand your ground case. Originally, it was a stand your ground case. In fact, the sheriffs down there decided that they were not going to charge him because they thought it was a stand your ground case. But the prosecutors eventually overturned that after they saw the surveillance video. Well, the latest on this today is the prosecution has rested in this case in the manslaughter trial trial of a man accused of fatally shooting an unarmed black man during a dispute over a handicapped parking space in Florida. Now, the prosecution rested today after two days of testimony, and uh, this is the trial, as I said, of Michael Draca, who fatally shot Marquise McLaughlin. This happened in July of last year. The trial is being held in Clearwater. Now, today, the prosecution played video of Draca's interview with Pinellas County Sheriff's Detectives hours after the shooting. Now, in this audio, you'll hear him telling detectives he pulled his gun and fired after being pushed to the ground because he feared McLaughlin would finish what he started. Here's more on that. I was on the ground. Uh, so that time, I had to put a hand down to get a hand out from underneath. As I come out, I start drawing my weapon. As I start leveling up my weapon, he makes his next step towards me and 21 foot rule. Now he says there, as he pulled out his weapon, he makes his next step towards him. But they released the surveillance video of this, and it's pretty obvious in the surveillance video, that does not happen. In fact, as soon as he sees the gun, sees Drake pull that gun, he takes a step in the other direction and starts walking away. Of course, he is then still shot and killed. Both sides believe right now that the video surveillance is going to prove their case. But as I mentioned, the prosecution has rested today. Now, Drake had been arguing with McLaughlin's girlfriend because she was parked in a convenience store's handicapped space. Drake is white. He told the detectives at his pet peeve about illegal parking in handicapped spots. He said he didn't see McLaughlin before he was pushed. The video does prove that part. But apparently, Drake has a history of harassing people over parking in handicapped spaces. Now, more audio here. He actually talked to the press this week from behind bars. Uh, Drake also says, speaking out this week, that he did nothing illegal. I followed the law the way I felt the law was supposed to be followed. I clearly have heard that that law had to, had to put in front of me. As you heard there, he says, I felt like I was following the law the way it had to be felt. Now, Drake also says here, this is how he felt after finding out he was charged. Remember what I said? Originally, he was not charged. And then they, uh, the, the attorneys there, the state, the district attorney changed their mind and they decided to prosecute him. Uh, this is what he said after that. Uh, number one, 
shocked, number two, devastated because I didn't hear about it until they were putting handcuffs on it. So, yeah, prosecutors ended up changing their mind, going against the sheriff's office and arresting him. And as you heard there, he felt shocked and devastated after being arrested. Now, Drake also answered a question from a reporter. The reporter asked, do you think you shot him because you were racially biased? Here's his answer. No, sir. Uh, by any means. I've worked with too many people. I've met too many people in my life to be that kind of person. There's... there's there's no way to survive, really, by being like that. And Draca here then apologizes to Mark Heath's family. I'm sorry. It's all I can really say to them. And uh, thinking about it, would you accept those kind of words from someone? I don't think I would. Now, in the opening statements of this trial, the defense attorney argued that Drake's comments to police were simply his best recollection of what happened and showed his perception at the time. Says he wasn't lying. He was remembering the best that he could from the impact that he had sustained. And as I said before, originally, Bob Gutierrez initially declined to arrest Drake, citing Florida's controversial Stand Your Ground law. But a month later, the state attorney charged Drake. 49 years old, by the way, with manslaughter. And I did read somewhere as well that they are no longer using the stand your ground defense in this case. So this is a, a trial that's getting a lot of attention here in the state of Florida and will continue to get a lot of attention and we'll continue to cover it here on PM Orlando. The big story locally here in the state of Florida this week is this search for those two firefighters who went on a boating trip and are still missing their boat seemingly lost at sea. What happens next? We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on PM Orlando. Another headline for you right now. It's here, the Apple credit card. The Apple Card is now available. You apply for the card using the Wallet app on your iPhone, a process that takes less than a minute from start to approval. And once you're approved, you can use the card immediately by way of Apple Pay. If you need to use a physical card, like at a gas station, retail establishment, or restaurant that doesn't accept Apple Pay, you can order a card that shows up a few days later. The card is a white titanium card with just your name on the front and an Apple logo. On the back, the logos for MasterCard and Goldman Sachs, the bank and credit card company behind the Apple Card. There is no card number, expiration date, or signature on the physical card. All that information is secured on your phone. MasterCard says the 16-digit number is turned into a code only Goldman Sachs can recognize. Every transaction shows up in the app, and you get 1-3% to of your purchase back as cash every day. The amount depends on the transaction type. With Fox on Tech, I'm Brett Larson. We're always updating the top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. The Coast Guard is going to suspend the search for those two missing firefighters who got lost at sea. We're talking with our news partners at Fox 35 right now, Holly Bristow, reporting live from Jacksonville. And Holly, why did they decide to suspend this search? Well, they said that they've pretty much exhausted every possible search effort that they could logically do at this point. They've searched more than 100,000 square miles from the coast of central Florida all the way up to a couple hundred miles off the coast of New England. That's how big the search field is at this point. And they said that there's just nothing pointing them to exactly where in that massive area they need to be looking at this point. 
And let's not forget that the last known thing and the only known thing that was on that boat that's been found since the search began was found on Monday afternoon off the coast of St. Augustine. Has the family reacted to this news at all? You know, I haven't personally spoken with the family. We saw one of the firefighters' fathers this afternoon and a couple of his other family members, and they just looked shocked and, and, and sad, as you can imagine yeah. they would in this situation. Um, and probably around 3.15, firefighter Justin Walker's wife, Natasha, took off on a private uh, plane out of the executive airport here to go search some of the waters over the area near um, Charleston, South Carolina. So these families aren't giving up. Yeah, and you said over the waters of Charleston, South Carolina, that's that's pretty far north. That's more north than the search has been for a couple days now. Am I right on that? Uh, yes and no. They had search efforts starting in Charleston yesterday, okay. um, and they were getting a little bit more aggressive with their searches around the Charleston area today. In fact, they actually had searches going on all the way up to the outer banks of North Carolina yesterday, just not as heavily as the areas um, further south. Now, I understand authorities made the comment as well that the Coast Guard, of course, even though they're suspending this specific search, they're always working. So they will be out in the waters, and if they find anything, of course, uh, they, they will do something about it. But it's just specifically searching for these boaters and using all those resources is what's over today, right? Correct. Specifically putting resources towards this search is over today, but they, they have made it known that, you know, all the Coast Guard stations up and down the East Coast know that these two men are still missing. They know what kind of vessel they were in and everything that they possibly need to know about this search. And the Coast Guard has made it very clear that if anything significant pops up that is directly or any little thing that's directly related to these two missing firemen who went fishing and never came home, that this search can be started back up immediately. So when does this search officially end? Do they give an exact time or? Sundown tonight sundown tonight holly bristow reporting live from jacksonville if you want to find out more details on this story you can of course watch fox 35 news at 6 and 10 p.m holly thank you so much and it's just a unfortunately so far it seems like a tragic end to this really tragic story i know there was a lot of hope earlier this week when they found that tackle bag it was at least some kind of sign that they were out there. And many thought that they put out the tackle bag on purpose as kind of a, a grain of, hey, we're out here, you know, a breadcrumb to follow. Mm-hmm. And authorities did follow it and they expanded their search in that area, but nothing has come up so far. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, false hope, but uh, who could blame the family for, you know, not wanting to give up hope, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure even now they think there's a possibility. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to continue searching Mm -hmm. for some time, Mm -hmm. but it's just really unfortunate. Uh, Speaking of um, waters out in the Atlantic, I did want to mention that we do have a tropical system that's out in the Atlantic off the coast of Florida right now, and odds are up to 30%. For that tropical system to form, and then right now it's still heading towards the state of Florida, although they're kind of expecting it to stay mostly off the coast. Just like the last one. Hug. Of Florida, yeah, just like the last one. Yeah. But um, they're saying now, the National Hurricane Center, that chances are up to 30% 
Uh, 10% chance of tropical development is possible during the next 48 hours while the system moves northwestward towards Florida's east coast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. If the system goes from tropical disturbance and grows into a tropical storm, it will be the fourth named storm of this hurricane season, receiving the name Dorian. Uh, projections show the storm traveling up the east coast where conditions are more ideal for it to mature into a stronger storm. Warmer waters and low wind shear in the upper atmosphere. And uh, also they're reporting that there's about a 60% chance of rain for the weekend. And um, so even if this does not turn into a major... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Storm, it has a lot of rain with it and could possibly have a lot of rain this weekend across the state of Florida. Something else we'll be watching for you here on PM Orlando. Other news coming up with Larry Spillman. Then we have the Bloomberg Business Report. Before that, traffic and weather. That's all coming up here in two minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yes, welcome back to PM Orlando, the best place for you to get breaking news on your drive home, as long uh, along with weather and traffic. Joined by Tom Benson, who is producing. I'm Michael Yaffe. Larry Spillman has more news for us right now. And, uh, Mike, if you're stuck in a sea of red lights on your daily commute, results of a new study on Florida's highways and byways won't surprise you. The Sunshine State ranking 40th in the nation when it comes to traffic congestion, highway performance, and cost effectiveness in a new study by the Reason Foundation. Spokesman Baruch Fagenbaum says Florida ranks so low because it spends a lot of money per mile on its highway system and has a high fatality rate. He says there are several reasons why our roads are so deadly. It could be a matter of uh, weak enforcement. It could be the road design standards. The roads may have, in some cases, they may have excess curves. The study says the best highways are found in North Dakota, the worst in New Jersey. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Barring a late legal reprieve, serial killer Gary Bowles is slated this evening to become the second death row inmate executed since Governor Ron DeSantis took office back in January. Bowles targeted older gay men. He confessed to murdering six men from Florida up to Maryland, including victims in Daytona Beach and Jacksonville. Opponents of the death penalty, including Ingrid Delgado, hope the governor will stay the execution. Gary Bowles was a victim of crime and then became a perpetrator of crime, but we don't have to continue perpetuating that cycle of violence. Um, society can continue to be kept safe through lifelong incarceration. Bowles' execution would be the 99th in Florida since the state resumed capital punishment more than 40 years ago. 
The doors will reopen at the El Paso Walmart where 22 people were gunned down earlier this month. Crews plan to completely renovate the store and install a permanent memorial for the victims. The store could reopen as early as November. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Three men and two women are facing charges in a dating scam near Tampa that led to the victims being robbed and beaten. Police say the Hispanic male victims were lured to a house in Plant City by social media, hoping for the chance to get with an attractive woman who met them in the driveway and escorted them inside, where they were robbed, tortured, and beaten, then forced to remove money from their ATMs and watch as the crooks drove away in their cars. Four of the suspects, all in their late teens and early 20s, are in custody. Police are still looking for 18-year-old James Smith and say there may be other victims. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. There's a storm brewing over the Bahamas could Florida be dealing with Tropical Storm Dorian this weekend? Probably not. The system has a near zero chance of turning into a tropical cyclone over the next 48 hours and a low 20% chance over the next five days. Dennis Felkin at the National Hurricane Center says, while again it looks like we've gone unscathed this season, we can't let our guards down. He says every storm should remind us to get our home storm ready. Clear gutters, trim trees, have extra batteries and water, and protect your important documents. Great Smoky Mountain Visitor returns a heart-shaped rock with apology note. Read about it on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 537 on News Radio 93.1 PM Orlando continues now. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. Well, Michael, you'll recall Fuller House TV star Lori Laughlin got in a little yes. trouble about oh, yeah. two or three months ago. Well, she seems to be rethinking her legal strategy, according to Us Weekly and uh, People magazine. The 55-year-old who was charged along with her husband for shelling out $500,000 to help their daughters into the University of uh, South uh, Southern California has maintained her innocence and refused to plead guilty in exchange for a lighter sentence like some of the other parents did in the scandal. But apparently facing up to 40 years in jail is making her give second thoughts to it all. <laughs> if convicted, she could be in trouble uh, in jail. So now she says she wants her lawyer to negotiate a plea deal that would involve no jail time, but confinement to her home which is valued at $35 million, by the way. <laughs> That'd be kind of a rough assignment, huh? I know. Jeez, poor her. Poor her. Meanwhile, she uh, insiders say that she uh, believes that she was uh, not really giving out $500,000 as a bribe. She actually thought she was donating money for a, a library or athletic field. And uh, both uh, Laughlin and her husband are set to be in court August 27th, so we may know by Labor Day what's going on there. Man, maybe we could have a world in the future where kids get into college based on their actual qualifications, mm. you know? Well, if, if she does end up in jail and she has, uh, you know, a uh, a fine to pay, we could do a GoFundMe for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Forbes has released its highest paid stars list. Dwayne Johnson is sitting at the top of the highest paid list. The Rock raked in an estimated $89.4 million from June of last year to June of this year. Chris Hemsworth comes in second. 
with $76.4 million. And Robert Downey Jr. is in third place with $66 million. Wow. How about that? The Rock. I mean, he's in a lot of movies out lately. So some of them not very good, but, you know. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> a poll of over 1,000 U.S. adults who are employed full-time reveals the things that they hate to see people do the most at work. 74% who play loud music is un- unacceptable. 70% of the co-workers should avoid displaying not suitable clothing for work. And 75% say being late for work or meetings tops the list of workplace annoyances. I can understand that. I can too. Uh, and there's a long, lengthy list. So there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people are complaining a lot about of annoyed people at workplaces. Now. That's that's right. <laughs> well, Sunday night football is getting a new theme. Know the sound of singer Carrie Underwood's call to gather around the TV for Sunday Night Football. The country star has been singing the theme song for NBC since 2013. Beginning this season, Underwood will have a rock and roll edge to her tune with the help of newly enlisted rocker Joan Jett, who will be helping Underwood belt out the song Waiting All Day for Sunday Night, which will be a rewrite of Joan Jett's hit I Hate Myself for Loving You. Jet reportedly agreed after a couple of requests to sing and play from the National Football League's executive producer pushing the NFL's 100th anniversary this year, along with a reported nudge from Underwood herself. A preview of the song will air this Sunday during the game between the Steelers and the Titans, getting your rock on with your game on. Laura Engel, Fox News. Hard to imagine football season's just around the corner. As a matter of fact, the Gators have their first game so this Saturday afternoon, right here on WFLA, yep. and we have Gator Hot Talk tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah, coverage on Saturday starts at 4 p.m., and kickoff is at 7, and that game's actually being played in Orlando. Is that right? I at didn't Camping know that. Camping World Stadium, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, their kickoff game at Camping World Stadium between the Gators and the Miami Hurricanes. So you'll definitely want to check out that coverage here on WFLA. So the gun control activists from the March for Our Lives group They have a new plan out for gun control. I wanted to talk to a gun expert on this, and we'll do that next, along with Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in just two minutes here on PM Orlando. Another news update for you right now. Fox's Howie Kurtz tells us about a tense staff meeting at the New York Times. The New York Times recently had a tense staff meeting, according to a transcript obtained by Slate. Executive Editor Dean Baquet blamed part of it on readers and Donald Trump. They sometimes want us to pretend he was not elected president, but he was elected president. Our job is to figure out why and how to hold the administration to account. Various staff members said, why don't you call Trump and his actions racist? Baquet called that a bizarre litmus test. The best way, he says, to capture the kinds of remarks the president makes is to use them, lay it out in perspective. That is much more powerful than the use of a word. Many of the reporters or staffers not accepting that. After the Mueller probe ended, Baquet told his staff, our readers who want Donald Trump to go away suddenly thought, holy blank, Bob Mueller is not going to do it. He said the New York Times was caught a little bit flat-footed after that happened. Now, I think most of what Baquet is saying makes sense. He says the Times can't be sucked into essentially being part of the resistance, but a lot of dissension on that point. With your media minute, Howie Kurtz, Fox News. We update the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
What we're asking for is a gun licensing and registration system with annual licensing fees. What we're asking for is mental health services in our communities to address the two-thirds of gun deaths that are suicides in, in mainly rural and suburban areas that are never talked about when it comes to gun violence. Uh, and making sure that we're able to have a real conversation about making sure that the people that shouldn't have guns in the first place can't get them, and also reducing the overall demand and appeal for weapons and violence in the United States. That is David Hogg. He's part of the March for Our Lives activist group that want gun control. He is a Parkland student, or former Parkland student, and a survivor uh, from that mass shooting. They have a new plan out, the March for Our Lives group. It's called Change has different steps for gun control to reduce gun violence in this country, and they want to reduce it by, I believe, half in the next 10. They want to, well, here you go. They want to reduce the estimated uh, firearms and circulation by at least 30%. That is their goal, and they want to reduce gun deaths by half in 10 years, by 50% in 10 years. One thing that's a part of this plan, though, is they want a national registry of firearms sales, and they want a national gun and ammunition licensing system. There's more on this I'll get to you in a sec, but I wanted to talk with a gun expert right now, Mike Paworski, who's the host of Arms Room Radio. Had him on the show before. He's also a former law enforcement officer. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me back. So part of this plan, Mike, is what they're calling a multi-step approval process, which they say would be overseen by a law enforcement agency that requires background checks, in-person interviews, personal references, rigorous gun safety training, and a waiting period of 10 days for each gun purchases, and licenses would be renewed every year upon successful completion of annually refreshed requirements in the above areas, and also a national registry of firearms sales. That's just part of this plan. What's your reaction to this? Yeah, that this is uh, this is David Hogg getting back into the limelight. I'm surprised it took him this long to find a way to get back in. Yeah. Uh, you know, those kids 15 minutes were up a long time ago. You know, first off, calling himself a survivor. Mike, I saw a car wreck last week, and it was across the street from me. Did that make me a survivor? I wasn't in the same intersection when it happened. But David Hogg, who, uh, you know, was in another building or may or may not have been at the school, is still a survivor of Parkland. So, you know, I, you know give, I wish this kid would just go away. But uh, but he gives us plenty to talk about, so that's nice. Listen, um, yeah. I don't know any other any other constitutional right. I don't know anything in the Bill of Rights. I don't know anything throughout the Constitution whatsoever that has those set of requirements on it. This is a this is a, a you know a, a natural right, a right given to us by our by our creator that is enumerated in the Constitution, yet now we have to jump through how many more hoops? Are there any other constitutional amendments we have to do this for? You know, this is, this is just uh, overstepping, over, overreaching. This is them trying to, again, take firearms from us. Let's say, you know, I've talked to you about it many times before. A registration, a registry of firearms is the step, is the next step to confiscation of firearms. It's coming to the door and saying, we know you have them because, you know, 10 years ago when we told you it was for the children, and we told you to register them. Well, now we've changed our mind again, so we're coming for them. That's why there's no registry, no database of firearms nationally. There have been some states, some more liberal states, that have managed to get it through their, their state governments, but we don't have it nationwide because we have the, the Second Amendment, which is the people have the right to keep and bear arms. All right, and another thing that he kind of goes after and this whole group goes after, I mean, David Hogg's kind of the figurehead a lot, but there are a lot of other students that are a part of it, um, he, they say uh, they want to focus on the NRA and they kind of want an investigation into the NRA. But my question is, what does that have to do? Why is the NRA the boogeyman here? I mean, just because the NRA supports it, 
don't a lot of regular average citizens who are not a part of the NRA support it as well? The Second Amendment. Yeah, the last figure I heard was there was something like uh, there was something like six million members of the NRA uh, of of paid membership in the NRA. Uh, last count we had was over a hundred million firearms owners in this country. So it's you know the NRA represents a very small portion of you know the firearms owners in in this country. Why go after the NRA? I, you know it's 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 the easy it's the easy target. You know they're they're the biggest group with the biggest numbers. You know that support uh, you know the Second Amendment and, and firearms rights. So do you have an idea then, you know, do, well, first, do you believe any of this would actually work to stem gun violence in this country? Listen, uh, you know, we see this every time. You know, we just need one more law to make the, to make the bad guys obey the law. You know, what, what, when does it stop? When do, when do you, you know, it's almost as if you look at them and you just want to give them that, you know, that, uh, that literal, you know, figurative smack in the face. I'm sorry, the figurative smack in the face. Like, hey, listen, this is a guy who went out and broke the law. Whether they were a felon beforehand or they committed felony acts after passing the background check, these are people that decided to break the law. Uh, you know, whether whether to murder people, whether to to assault them, whether to take these firearms in the place they shouldn't gun. These are people that decided to break the law. What makes you think if I have one more law, they won't break the law? We should make it illegal to have murder. We won't have to worry about people shooting people. What do we need beyond that? What, what do we need beyond that, really? That's, a, that's an interesting point. And so what do you think could be done to help uh, stop some of this gun violence in the country? Well, you know, listen, you, you go back to a, a larger problem. You know, you know, let's go back to 30, 40 years ago, and we could talk about how there was no mass shootings in the news. We can go back 40, 50 years ago. We could talk about how there was no mass shootings in the news, and these guns have been you know, readily available for you know, that, that shoot like a what they call assault rifles. You know, you've been around since uh, you know, almost 100 years now, you know, since, since the French World War I. Um, and we didn't have this problem back then. You know, did, was it a society problem? Is it a parenting problem? Is it a mental health problem? I, I think it's all of it. What I think we need to start doing, though, is stop blaming the instrument and start looking at the root cause of the problem. If we're going to look into mental health, let's look into mental health. But let's, let's not forget due process as we do all of these things. You know, the, the, the key phrase now is these red flag laws. Red flag laws take firearms away and never give them back you have no due process you just find out that somebody's accused you of something and you lose it and you don't you don't get them back i think we need to look at the bigger picture step back and examine that let's not blame the instrument nobody's ever caught nobody's ever sued ford motor vehicle or budweiser for when, when somebody gets in a dui accident let's we blame the individual not the car and not the alcohol we need to do the same thing with firearms all right mike Perworski from arms room radio gun expert appreciate appreciate you coming on the show we'll talk to you again soon have a good night. All right. Uh, we have my Beyond Reason commentary in just a couple minutes, along with weather and traffic. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In my opinion, the Democrats have gone very far away from Israel. I, I cannot understand how they can do that. They don't want to fund Israel. They want to take away foreign aid to Israel. They want to do a lot of bad things to Israel. In my opinion, you vote for a Democrat, you're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel. And only weak people would say anything other than that. Those were the latest comments by President Trump that is once again starting a lot of controversy. Here's my take on this. 
When he talks about what the Democrats are doing with Israel right now, supporting Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, kind of defending them and going against Israel for wanting to block them and bar them from entering the country, when they constantly defend Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, even though those two members of Congress report, support the BDS movement, they say anti-Semitic things, they say all these things against Israel. I'm totally with Trump on that part. Yes, they need to be called out on that. I mean, if you support the state of Israel, you should not be supporting what those two members of Congress are doing. Yet the Democrat Party is always constantly defending them and instead bashing Trump for basically calling them out. I totally agree with Trump on that. But then once again, Trump goes too far, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I guess, when he says that Jews who uh, vote for Democrats are disloyal to the state of Israel and disloyal to other Jews. I'm sorry. The reason why I'm very uncomfortable with that kind of language is it's identity politics. What he's doing there is playing identity politics. We are constantly calling off the left for being obsessed with identity politics. And yet that's what he's doing. Oh, well, if you're a Jew, but you vote differently than what other people want, you're not, th you're not supposed to think like an individual. You're supposed to think like other Jews. And if you don't think like other Jews, you're going to be disloyal. Imagine if he said that of say, a black person. Imagine if a Democrat said that of a black person called a black person who votes Republican disloyal to other blacks. In fact, Obama said something similar to that when he was campaigning for Hillary Clinton, saying he would take it personally offended if African-Americans, you know, didn't go vote for Hillary Clinton. We called him out on that as we should because identity politics is bad. Politics should be trying to go after ideas in the individual. Instead, Trump plays right into the identity politics game and I think it is beyond reason. Money Talks with Trusco Bank is coming up next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.